What's up, podcast? This is Matt Chalava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter, at Matt Chalava. And honestly, I'm pretty excited for today. I got a big evening coming up with the NFL draft. I think a lot of people are excited for the draft to kind of provide some relief from all that's been going on. And it's it's been pretty crazy out in PA. People have been uh, getting infected with the coronavirus, and it looks like it's it's become a, a pretty big problem here compared to, I think, what people originally thought it was going to be. And so they just passed a thing, or I guess the government just, the governor just put out a, a uh, order to wear masks anytime you're going into places that are, like, people businesses so like if you're going into a walmart or something like that the customers and the employees have to wear them so that's definitely a big change and um things just seem to be changing a lot recently so it's going to be exciting to uh watch the nfl draft and even though it's not going to be the same show that they always do i still think they'll be able to come up with something interesting for it and they've been pretty good at promoting themselves as of late so i'm excited to kind of see where they take things and I'm really excited to see where a lot of the players go, honestly. I mean, there's we all know that Joe Burrow is going to go number one to Cincinnati unless they, for whatever reason, trade out of that pick, but that doesn't seem like that's going to happen. But then after that, you never know what could happen. Um, Miami could always trade back, and uh, there could always be teams willing to trade up, and I'm hearing a lot of stuff that Justin Herbert looks like he's going to Miami, so they may move back and take him, and then who's going to take Tua, and so I'm pretty excited for it. Um, I I really enjoy the draft. It's one of my things that every year I sit down and and try and keep up with. During college, I would always have it up on the TV whenever I was doing some studying or something and just look up at the board and see who was getting picked and stuff, so it's always been something that I can kind of fall back on and just kind of relax and take my mind off of things, and I'm going to do that a lot today. Um, Pretty excited for it uh, and just going to take it easy and kind of pay attention to what's going on with the NFL right now so but today's been um today's been a busy day uh, I just left the post office and it was kind of crazy I I did a little bit of sourcing last night and then I I um I went over to my girlfriend's house and I listed some of the stuff that I'd gotten and by the time I got home I had sold about 10 items out of my eBay store and I was like okay well that's it's a pretty big amount to sell in a couple hours for me so I'm gonna get packing and so I packed all those items up and it hit about midnight and I was pretty dead tired so I went to bed and I woke up and I had 17 sold or I had seven more sold items overnight and I hadn't packed my car or anything so I spent all lunch today packing all my stuff up and everything and then I just went to the post office and dropped off it was like 21 or 22 packages and just a little tip they are not happy when you come in at the end of the day and drop off 22 packages. They usually do not like that, and it usually gets them aggravated a good bit. So I try and avoid that if at all possible, but if I'm just too busy, then I kind of realize that you know everybody kind of has a job to do. And so uh, when that time comes, I guess I take my packages in and hope that they don't get too mad at me. But um, So it's been good. eBay's been really good. I've said that every day, but I can't stress it enough. I think it's one of the best times if you have things around your house to kind of list stuff and to get your items out there to sell because a lot of people don't have anything to do. A lot of people are spending their stimulus checks like like they have nothing better to do. And so a lot of us are seeing our sales spike because 
you know, $1,200 just got put in everybody's bank account and nobody knows what to do with it. I mean, I would use it on food, but some people don't want to do that. So they use it on other things like, um, you know, video games and um, a lot of puzzles and stuff like just weird things that you wouldn't think people would want in this time. But, you know, everybody's stuck at home with nothing to do. So it makes sense that um, a lot of these items that we would do if we you know, if we had the time to do, we're now doing. So a lot of hobbies and stuff are picking up. So people have a lot of money and they're able to drop it now because they, everybody got that check. So it, it's been good for sales and I can't stress it enough. It, it's one of the best times to get in to selling. If you have things that you want to sell, it's a good time to learn right now because the market is just so good for reselling, especially the fact that it's online. Nobody has to leave their house and everybody's stuck at home anyway. So it's been pretty good from from that um but i've been doing a lot of thinking uh, kind of about the items i'm going to be sourcing post the virus and i'm not really sure when that'll be nobody really knows and i've heard things ranging from you know as soon as may rolls around people wanted to start opening shops and the government was going to let things open up to people projecting it all the way into 2021 and I'm no expert and I have zero clue where it's going to fall in that timeline so I'm just kind of playing it by ear as almost every American is at this point but it's got me thinking a lot about what types of items I'm going to be looking to sell and right now for me the items that I was looking for before the coronavirus really aren't selling that well and items that you wouldn't normally think would sell are doing really well right now. Some of the ones that I mentioned before and then uh, just a bunch of other things that, you know, people either need because they're working at home. So a lot of office supplies are, are doing really well right now. Um, a lot of technology and like electronics are doing well right now. And the thing about that kind of stuff is that there's always a demand for it. And there's always, you know, you can always find pricier stuff that people are going to want to pay up for. And so those things aren't luxury items and as much as i enjoy sourcing things that are you know more um more of a luxury item or something that you wouldn't typically spend money on if you were super tight uh on money i would i'm looking at more so trying to get into things that people are going to need and not just because i'm afraid or anything of that uh, like because I'm afraid of buying shoes or anything I just there's been a lot of quick movement for me in that kind of stuff and I've had some good success with it so um, it's something that I want to keep doing and keep moving towards and I also want to keep looking for the items that are doing really well you know if you pay attention on social media and you're pretty well involved with it uh, at least with the reseller community People are all the time dropping what are called bolos, which are items to be on the lookout for. So all the time people are dropping that, and those are things you can go to Walmart or Target or Best Buy and, and buy and then resell on eBay for more money. And it's just because they're either sold out everywhere or uh, you know, what if a limited edition of a video game comes out, oftentimes people don't know about it until it's too late and then it's all sold out everywhere. So if you can get ahead of that curve or if you can find it, you know, after the pre-orders come out and some stores haven't sold out of it, you can make a good amount of money on eBay and Amazon. So those types of items I'm looking to go more heavy into than I have before. I've messed around and bought one or two, but 
I'm looking into buying 10, 20, 30 of an item and checking the velocity of it and making sure that I can, you know, sell it pretty quickly and then make that quick, uh, that quick buck. But the thing about it is a lot of these items have a pretty decent margin where you're making 30, 40, 50 bucks an item. And so if you have the capital to invest a hundred bucks, uh, in 10 items, you could throw a thousand dollars in, you can make 50 bucks pretty quick on each item. And that's a quick 500 bucks. So that's kind of what I want to get doing. And that's what I'm going to be looking to move into. But for now, I'm going to keep focusing on some of these platforms that I sell on kind of giving people an introduction into those. Uh, I've been mentioning a little bit that I resell shoes a good bit. And uh, some of the shoe selling platforms that people don't know about are some of the best ones that I, I do enjoy listing on and selling on a good bit because there's a lot of people that are willing to pay up for sneakers there. A lot of sneakerheads know the current value of sneakers, but they're also willing to get what they want. And so they'll pay up a little bit more sometimes depending on where you sell. So the two sneaker platforms I sell on outside of eBay are Goat and StockX. I do Goat a lot more just because I go to Ross a lot more than I go to Marshalls. And Ross sells shoes out the box. Marshalls and sometimes TJ Maxx will have the box, but usually Marshalls is the only one that has the box. Or if you're going to a Nike outlet, you can find shoes that are new in the box. And so StockX is buying a dead stock shoe, which means the shoe is brand new. It is like it has just been pulled off the shelf. The box is in good condition. The shoe has never been worn, never been tried on or any kind of thing like that. And then Goat lets you sell dead stock shoes, but then they also let you sell new and used shoes. And so that means new shoes with the box, new shoes without the box, used shoes with and without the box. Uh, so you can do whatever you want on Goat as long as you actually have the shoe and you're honest about the condition that it's in, you can sell your shoe on Goat, which is nice. So I do Goat a lot more than I do StockX just because, like I said, I do Ross finds a lot more than I do Marshalls. And my Ross is pretty good. So I can list any shoe that I find at Ross on Goat. And that's one of the allures of just having another platform. If you think of having multiple streams of income, uh, this is something that I've been thinking about a lot recently, is the people that have multiple streams of income right now, so they have either a full-time job or they have their own business, but then they also have a YouTube channel that generates income. They have um, you know, a blog that may generate income. They may have a certain set of skills like uh, you know, either a workout uh, background that they can do a little bit of uh, physical fitness training online with and things like that. So people that have these kind of skills and these multiple streams of income are feeling a lot better right now than the people who aren't. I mean, they're well, none of us are feeling great, but having me knowing that I can go and make a, a significant amount of money on eBay if for whatever reason I didn't have a job tomorrow is comforting in a way and so that's something that I want to be able to have is not just that ability to make more money for myself and set myself and my future family up for financial success but also to be able to have the security of knowing that if anything happens to one of my streams of income I still have five to six other ones that I can fall back on and, and keep making money and not be subject to a steady paying job that one day becomes unsteady you know I don't want that for myself because multiple streams of income is one more profitable and two if you lose one of them you still have 
money coming in and you're not dead in the water. So that's something that I've been focusing. And if you think about it, each of these selling platforms can be like a stream of income for you. Now I count them all as one just because it's my eBay business, but I was thinking about it and they are all individual if you, if you want to consider them that way. If you want to source just clothing to put on Poshmark, because you know that clothing does well on Poshmark, and you want to source just Ross shoes to put on Goat, and you know that you can get good Nike shoes in the box at the Nike outlet for StockX, and you know that you can put everything you want on eBay, those are all different streams of income, and you can make good money doing that, and that's a very viable way to resell, and it keeps you kind of afloat. You know, when Amazon kicks you off their platform because you got a uh, like an inauthenticity claim or you did something that they don't agree with and they ban you from the platform or not ban you but they suspend your selling account they lock up all your money which is kind of rough <clears throat> because a lot of people have their money on Amazon where they Amazon holds your money for two weeks and then releases it to you like you're a actual worker that gets paid every two weeks so a lot of people have a lot of money tied up in there and they can't make anything but those people that have eBay accounts and Mercari accounts and a steady Poshmark account and that, and that kind of stuff, it sucks not having Amazon, but you can roll right into those things while you're waiting to get your account back and, like I said, not be dead in the water. So I'm going to focus on GOAT and StockX. Uh, like I said, GOAT, shoes without the box, shoes with the box, it doesn't matter. You put any shoe on GOAT and you'll be good. StockX is a little bit different. They have... Uh, shoes, but they also do a lot of collectibles. So I listened to a podcast by Josh, I forget what his last name is, but he's the guy that made StockX. Um, he is the guy that invented it. And basically what he did is he took, uh, it was like a blog and he tracked different shoes and what they were reselling for on eBay. And he was tracking the sales prices and then doing this manually himself. And over time he had what looked like a stock market chart or a graph of what a stock would look like but for shoes and so he had partnered with somebody and, and created StockX and basically made a stock market for shoes but him looking at it he kind of realized that you can do that with anything as long as there's a demand for it and a constant demand for it and a lot of these hype and uh, hype items and different sneakers that come out they have a demand pretty much all the time and so what he allowed people to do is place bids on items that are constantly going. And so if I want a certain item, I place a bid on it. And when somebody's selling that item and willing to sell at the price that I bid, they click accept offer and then the bid is accepted. So it's a little bit different because you're not placing a bid on eBay where I bid $1, you bid $2, I come back with $3 and we're bidding it up. I put a bid out for a pair of shoes that the lowest price right now is 200 bucks. And I put my bid at 150 and some seller who has the exact same shoe in the size that I want comes along and says, you know, I need money right now. I, I need to feed my family and times are tough. I'm willing to let this shoe go for 150 bucks. And so I get a good deal. The seller gets their money and it's an instant transaction there. So that's why I like StockX and they do everything from shoes to handbags and hypeware. Hypeware being something that's released by super like a limited uh edition item that's released by like an artist or a uh high-end clothing brand think like supreme uh, cause kith any of these brands that 
are kind of high end they do different hypeware and they create it and it gets released in limited quantities so the resell on it's typically pretty good depending on what you're getting um they also do figurines and different like collectible toys on StockX, which sounded a little bit strange to me at first but if there's a market for it i'm fine selling it so they do that and then they do different cards anything from football to baseball to pokemon to anything like that that's graded from psa i think they do psa and bgs um so you can buy a giannis bgs 9.5 card and there's you can put bids up and i've never created a bid for a card but i've seen where the bids are you know x amount of dollars for a psa 10 then it drops down a little bit for a bgs 9.5 then it drops down significantly for a psa 9 and so you can do different bids like that and stuff and it, it works out pretty well um so StockX is pretty cool because you can do that and it basically created a stock market of people constantly buying and selling uh, different collectibles and shoes which is pretty unique and definitely something that you want to add to your reselling uh, tool belt if you will that you can always go back to it it's pretty nice so with goat i list stuff that i find in the store and the way it starts out is you can go and you buy the shoes and then you take them home and when you have less than 100 as your rating they start you out with like a 90 rating which is your your score and so they start you out with 90 90 to 100 pays uh, a set i think 9.5 percent fee plus five dollars of uh, a selling fee so whatever your total sale price is you pay 9.5 percent of that to goat and then a five dollar fee just on top of that then anything under if you start to dip in your selling score because you don't fulfill orders or you ended up listing the wrong pair of shoes and somebody bought it and you end up saying hey I can't I can't I can't send that because I don't have that shoe or you send a shoe that isn't what you said it was anything like that your selling score goes down and that makes sense you don't want to buy from somebody that's not a reputable seller and you're gonna be penalized if you're not gonna be doing a good job I mean that's how anything is so your score starts to dip if you don't do a good job of you know making what you're selling uh, actually making correct listings for that and so it dips and you'll end up paying a higher percentage to goat based on how far it dips but as your selling score increases they give you more leeway so once you hit a hundred selling score which you get plus two selling score you get a plus two selling score for each can for each sale you make that is successful once you get past 100 you can go and list shoes without having to take pictures of them which is nice because each time you list on goat from 90 to 100 or anything less than 100 you have to take pictures of the shoe and it's just more tedious than most people would like but for me i just take them when i'm taking my ebay pictures and it doesn't matter but once i got past 100 uh, for my score it was easy because you just click the shoe that you have you click own and then you put what the whether it's new or used and then that's it you're done and you can take pictures if you want but you don't need to and quite frankly i don't know anybody that buys shoes based on the pictures on goat because they just give you one generic photo and you know if, it, if it's not gonna be good enough for goat they're gonna send it back so you have a pretty good uh a pretty good way of knowing that you're getting a good shoe uh, I guess I should explain how GOAT works and how StockX works. 
So they're both pretty similar in the way that when you make a sale, it needs to be authenticated by both companies. So if you make a sale on GOAT, you have to package it up, slap a UPS label on that they pre-send to you so it's free, you just ship it out, and it goes to one of their authentication centers. And I think they have two, one in New Jersey and one in California. So they have two authentication centers and you ship it out there, somebody looks at them, they verify it's the right shoe, they verify it's in good condition, they verify that you didn't lie about it, and then they send it out to the buyer and your money is distributed to you. It's the same thing with StockX. They make sure the box is in good condition, they make sure the shoes are there, they make sure you didn't send something like two left shoes or something like that, and then they send it out. Um, so those two companies are, are really reputable because you know what you're getting and you know that if it's not good enough, they're gonna send it back at least like 99% of the time. I've seen weird things happen with StockX before, but for the most part, it works out really well for the buyer and the seller. So it's once you make a listing on, on GOAT, then it's live and anybody can go and buy it. And so somebody goes on, they find your shoe, they purchase it, and then it gives you a little notification. You have to confirm that you still have the shoe and then you have to generate a label and so it'll send it to your email, you print it out, and you put it on the box, and you're good to go. You don't do anything else with it unless for some reason there's a problem because you sent in the wrong item. Now for StockX, it's pretty similar. You list a, a shoe on their platform or a collectible if you're doing that, and it's live for 30 days, and after 30 days, it gets taken down. And so you have to keep renewing your listing uh, on StockX for you know every 30 days, just go in there and hit renew. And renew the listing so but it has a system where there's always you place your ask and your ask is basically what you're asking someone to pay for it so if I have a pair of LeBron's that retail at 200 and my ask is 150 then I put that I want I want somebody to pay 150 for these shoes and nobody pays it because nobody's willing to pay that yet so eventually the theory is that somebody comes along and they say hey I like those LeBrons, I'm willing to pay $150, they hit buy and they take my ask and the guy who had his ask at $155 is next in line because he was the one who was right next to me and uh, he was the next lowest priced item. So now he's the lowest priced and somebody comes along and they say, wow, you know, these shoes look like they're going up. I really would like a pair, but it looks like they've already jumped up to $155. I better get a pair before. Uh, they jump up even more and so they buy that pair of shoes and maybe the next guy's priced at 175 so now the lowest price is 175 for the shoes so the lowest price gets sold first barring that it's uh you know the barring that everything's normal but the lowest price gets sold first so um then people place bids like i mentioned before so if i'm willing to buy a shoe and i'm willing to pay 120 bucks and the lowest guy is at 150 i say 120 and I put it in there and maybe I have the third highest uh, bid placed. And so somebody comes in and they say, wow, somebody's willing to pay 140 for these, I'll make that sale. And then somebody else comes in and says, hey, there's somebody else who wants to pay 130, I'll make that sale. And now I'm the third guy in line, I have a bid of 120 and maybe that guy who's at 150 looks and says, wow, I, I really would like to sell these right now and they accept my bid and I just bought a pair of shoes for 120 bucks and he just sold them for 120 bucks. So that's how it works uh, with StockX. It's pretty, it sounds confusing and it took me a little bit to just kind of think about it and 
kind of wrap my head around how it worked because I wasn't familiar with the stock market and I wasn't familiar with StockX. So it was kind of a new concept to me where eBay is a lot different where you're just, it's like an auction, but this is a little bit different. So um, the point being though, both of these platforms do really well. Even if you haven't heard of them, there are a ton of people who have heard of them. And that's something that I found out a lot is there's not there's a lot of things I haven't heard of that are still worth doing or, or worth selling on or worth selling themselves. And it's not that I haven't heard of them that just because I haven't heard of it make doesn't make it uh, bad or unpopular. It's just that I had no idea that it existed. So people get uncomfortable sometimes trying to sell on new things and sell on new platforms. But I would encourage you to try out new platforms as much as possible just to get a better feel for what you like to sell. And uh, like I said earlier, get some more streams of income coming in so that you can make a little bit more money. Uh, sometimes things on StockX and GOAT will sell for a higher price than they would on eBay. And sometimes eBay does better than both of those platforms. It really depends. I find that a lot of times I can get hypeware sold on eBay for a higher price than StockX and GOAT because the people on eBay are not as woke as the people on StockX and GOAT. If you're on StockX, if you're on GOAT, you're typically somebody who's a sneakerhead. You know that the platforms exist. You know that they exist because you like sneakers. And you know what a shoe is actually worth. And people on eBay are not that savvy. It, you can usually fetch a higher price. And this is typically, I mean, not every time are you going to get a better price. But you can usually get a little bit better of a price. And you can usually make more money because if you're selling anything over 100 bucks, there's no fees. If you're selling on StockX and GOAT, it doesn't matter how much you sell it for, you have the same amount of fees. So that's something that I like to do with eBay a little bit more. The problem being, once you sell something to StockX, if you send in the right item, you're going to get your money. There's no returns, there's no BS to deal with or anything like that. When you sell on eBay, this has never happened to me, but I've seen it happen before, where you sell a pair of $500 shoes, somebody gets them, they take them out of the box or they take the box out, they take a picture of the empty box and say, hey, I never got anything. And now it's on you because they can say that you never sent anything and there's no way of proving that you did or didn't. So then it's between you and the postal service or whoever you use to ship to kind of get your money. And if you didn't buy insurance on it, then you're kind of you're kind of out of luck with with the sale. So I mean, that's a tip in itself. If you are selling anything over 100 bucks, I recommend you buy insurance on for the post office it's only like a couple bucks I think it's only like a buck or two per hundred dollars and it works out pretty well that you know if you sell a $500 pair of shoes you end up paying $17 shipping rather than 10 but if that happens and you say hey you lost my package and you can send them the receipt then you'll get your money so that is something that I I would encourage you to do as well but that's the risk you run with eBay with StockX and GOAT it's guaranteed sale once you send it out and you're not getting the returns, you're not getting any kind of anybody messing around or doing anything uh, shady with you. You're making the sale as soon as it goes through. Um, the other thing is that eBay, you have to wait a little bit longer. You can, if you want, just accept an offer on StockX or Goat and sell it right away. And so a lot of people have that kind of model where they want the money immediately whether it be they just want to make the sale or they need the money now for something they want to purchase or they like to do fast flips so they can reinvest the money, whatever it is, a lot of people will just take the, the best, highest offer 
And so what you see a lot of times is if you're going after a new sneaker, the first sales do the best because those people have it in hand first and they take the highest offers and then the next highest go and then it keeps trickling down till a shoe can lose 50 to $100 of resale value just because people have accepted the offers higher. And I've done that countless amount of times. When I first started flipping shoes, I didn't realize that there are some shoes worth holding and there are some shoes not worth holding. And holding, when I say holding, I mean like six months to a year of just letting it sit on the shelf and accrue value. Because what happens is people will buy the shoes, then there's hype for like the first week, and then that dips off and the value dips off, and then people come around about six to six months to a year later, it'll gain its most value, and they come around to it, and that's kind of when it peaks back up again to even higher than its original resale, oftentimes. And that's not always the case, but that's just generally what'll happen for certain shoes. The thing is, you have to realize that you're gonna be holding that shoe for a while, so you don't wanna be holding it. You know, if you don't have a lot of money, you don't wanna hold a shoe for a tremendously long time, and so that's when you would use a StockX or a GOAT to flip the shoe immediately. So, those are just kind of the two models that I'll use with shoes. I like eBay a lot for sales over $100, but I always do run the risk of losing the shoe entirely. That's why I buy the insurance on it, and if somebody says that it's not there, the post office will bail you out. So, those are just kind of two of the reasons, two of the platforms that I like to use to sell shoes. I do really well with them. Uh, StockX is nice because when I'm in the store, if I see a pair of shoes that I can resell on StockX, like if you go into Marshalls, you can oftentimes look up the shoes that are in boxes on the shelf on StockX. So if they're selling a pair of shoes for 50 bucks and the highest bid on StockX is 100 bucks, you can make a little bit of money there. And so you can actually accept the bid in the store and have the shoes sold before you leave, which is completely unique. I mean, you could take them out of the box and take pictures and list it on eBay and hope that somebody buys them in the next 20 minutes that you're in the store, but StockX is pretty cool that you can have money coming your way before you even leave the store. And that's uh, another model that people use. The same thing with the Nike outlet and all that kind of stuff. So that's why I like those platforms. Um, Goat is usually just better for me because I do Ross more. And if you have a Ross or a DDs near you, you'll probably like Goat a lot just because you can sell any shoe on there. But um, those are just a couple of the ways that I'll use those platforms. And hopefully you can kind of apply that to your own self, whether you do that as a business or just as a fun hobby. So you can go buy something else for whatever your real hobby is. But um, just take those and hopefully they can provide you with some kind of value and you can use them to make yourself a little bit of extra money on the side. So that being said, I'm going to go and I will let you guys get back to doing whatever you're doing before this, but you have a good one and let me know if you ever need anything. Reach out to me on Instagram and Twitter. I'd be happy to help. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.